Hello, welcome to Talking Tax, a Bloomberg BNA tax and accounting podcast where we discuss everything involving tax, from the courts, the IRS, or Capitol Hill. I'm your host, Matthew Benningfield, and I'm excited you're here with us today. Hello and welcome to Talking Tax. It's Friday the 13th and I have with me Laura Davison and Colleen Murphy. Guys, thanks for joining us today. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> uh, so guys, there's two or three weeks left until we can possibly see a tax bill coming forward. What needs to happen before that gets done? What's the likelihood of us even seeing this? Who wants to start us so off? So there's two things that have to happen kind of in different buckets. One bucket is the procedural bucket, uh, which is getting a budget um, in the Senate, which will contain the reconciliation instructions. The House has already passed a version. The Senate needs to pass a, a version. Um, these two versions are currently different, but all indications look like that the House will essentially agree to what the Senate signs on. They have sort of resigned themselves that this is the deal they're going to get. Um, so basically what the Senate budget will do is allow for $1.5 trillion worth of deficit, um, of adding to the deficit of tax cuts, which gives, um, which gives lawmakers some room to, to lose some money in the short term, though, because of reconciliation rules, they can't lose after a decade has gone past. They have to find ways to offset that. On the other side, and this is perhaps for the tax policy people, the more interesting side is they have to come up with a lot of decisions on a, how to raise revenue and come up with, with details. Uh, for a lot of the policy provisions that they haven't worked out, uh, you know, they only have two or three weeks left. So the, the, the big one this week was that was the state and local deduction, especially on the House side. Hand over to Colleen and she can kind of talk about the, the difficulties there. Thank you. That's right. So this has been the major sticking point so far. Um, it's supposed to repealing the deduction, which is what Republican leadership wants to do, would bring in a little bit more than a trillion dollars. But that is a non-starter for Republicans in high-tax states. So they've been having a lot of meetings about this. A group of them met with House leadership yesterday to talk about it. There are kind of a couple of different options. Um, One would be keeping the property tax deduction. They had talked before about turning it into a credit, but that doesn't look like that's on the table anymore. That's a pretty expensive change. Um, But this has been a good kind of indicator of just how difficult all of this is because while it raises, you know, a significant amount of revenue, if they can't get it to pass the House, they're going to need to compromise. They're also coming up uh, with a lot of the, the sort of final details on, on the international side. How do you, in terms of base erosion measures, how do you keep, uh, you know, a income from U.S. companies in the U.S. and um, how do you get some revenue from U.S. companies that, that have uh, subsidiaries overseas. So they're, they're looking at a minimum tax, which is a sort of a scary word for a lot of Republicans. They, they don't like to use that. But essentially, you know, that would be some sort of lower tax rate on, um, on earnings that are abroad. So uh, Obama had a plan that was 19%. Uh, it'll probably be something significantly lower than that. But that's a, a point of concern for a lot of lobbyists right now. Um, also, with the, the special pass-through rate, which is a 25% rate for pastors, they have to figure out how you distinguish wage income from business profits there. Uh, both of these are things that, that Ways and Means Senate Finance, different members have different opinions on, and they, they have to come to agreement really soon. So as we know, uh, the president has been pretty vocal on a variety of issues, uh, you know, healthcare being one of them. What has the White House's take been on uh, leading up to this tax bill? Well, one most recent example was President Trump this last week said 
that the tax bill can be adjusted, basically. He found out that repealing the state and local tax deduction would hurt middle class taxpayers, and all along he's been promising a tax cut for the middle class. So um, it's been reported that he was very angry when he learned this. He didn't really realize what the implications of that were, and so he said that he was willing to make adjustments. But that being said, it's all in the tax writing committees right now, so that, you know it's not clear exactly how much is coming from the White House, but you can assume that the big six, which you know includes uh, Trump administration officials, they're you know deeply involved in this process right now. There's been some um, frustration, perhaps expressed to me by some some lobbyists, that perhaps the the real tax knowledge is concentrated in the Ways and Means and Senate Finance Committee, and that the administration they have a couple people who are tax experts, but they don't have a, a really deep bench. And that on the White House side, they're not fully engrossed in these ideas, especially when you get down to the stage we're at now, which is little gritty details of how the policies will work. And so there's a little bit of tension there between the tax writing committees in Congress and the White House of, you know, the, the you know, we have experts, experts in Congress and, and on, you know, they're at a, reading at a 10th grade level uh, in the White House. And I think it's important to remember to that point that, you know, Republicans in Congress have been working on, and Democrats too, to an extent, have been working on tax legislation for years now. And we do have the draft from the former chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, the CAMP draft, that, you know, tax councils have been looking at. So so when you talk about tax knowledge and expertise, I mean, some of these people have been doing this for a long time now to kind of figure out all these, the dials and things that they need to be moving. So what kind of timeline are we looking at for, you know, all of this stuff to come to fruition? So the Senate is likely going to pass its budget next week. Uh, the House is out, but when they come back, you know, you can expect pretty quick action on the House side, likely, like Laura said, taking that budget. Um, and then Chairman Brady has made clear that as soon as a budget passes, the bill, the tax bill will come very quickly. So, you know, the tax days. day, within right. days, yeah, same week maybe, uh, the tax bill will come out. The Ways and Means Committee will then move into a markup. Um, Richard Neal, the ranking member of the committee, has said that he does not want to have a markup go into the late hours of the night. So he was saying it probably will be like a week-long process, but he wants it during the day uh, so that the full light of day can shine on the bill. Um, But that'll happen pretty quickly. And then Speaker Ryan said this week, and it's sort of a threat to an extent, that he he will keep the House in session until Christmas if he needs to for them to pass this bill. Uh, December 24th was the day that he and um, a member of his whip team threw out this week as as the day that the bill would pass. And it's important to remember that the House, once they have a bill out, they want to move very quickly. Um, they don't want to give time for, for lobbyists and different groups to mobilize against the bill, especially if there's a provision in there they don't like. The longer you let that sit out, uh, the less and less chance they can, you know, different groups can come in and, and maybe uh, lessen support from certain members. So this would be true if it were Republicans, Democrats, whoever was, was controlling the House, but they want to move quickly to get this bill through. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much. It seems like things are going to start happening relatively quickly in the next weeks and a couple months. So look forward to your guys' commentary. Keep your socks on. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today on Talking Tax. Our podcast is one of many that Bloomberg BNA has to offer. Visit bna.com for all BBNA sponsored podcasts and make sure to follow Bloomberg BNA Tax on Twitter. We look forward to giving you more in depth analyses on the next episode of Talking Tax. Until then, signing off from Crystal City, I'm Matthew Bedingfield.